Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ole Speaks podcast on the Fans First Sports Network. I'm your host, Danny, coming to you for episode 185. And if you want to listen to this episode, as well as future episodes, subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform, whether it is Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. If you do listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, give us a nice algorithm-friendly five-star review a rating and a review, I should say, combined two things into one there. But uh, we've got uh, some good things and maybe some not so good things to talk about. But thankfully, Juventus won again. So this is going to be a little change out of the rhythm here. We've got we're one man down. So hello, Chucks. Your your first uh, first in the starting lineup today. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully that's a, a running theme for my life to be the first the first choice for everything. So, uh, yeah, I hope that uh, let it be from here on in. Let that be a I'm going to speak that into existence, something for the rest of my life. Are you, are you going to go to the wife life. after this and be like, hey, can I be the first in your starting lineup? I mean, she is my number one supporter anyway. So. There you go. <laughs> so there that's, you go. Uh, that's already a done job. <laughs> right on. Right on. We like to hear that. Sergio Romero. Hello, Sergio. Hey, Phyllis. Happy, happy to be here as always. Uh, we might just never lose again. Like that's that's in play. That's right now a, a possibility. So ha- happy to be back in a pod, in a winning pod, has you know become custom for us recently. Speaking of trying to talk things into existence, Sergio Romero saying Juventus's five-game winning streak that was extended by another another game with the two-one win over Cagliari. Uh, we're coming to you a few uh, a little bit after the win here. Sergio wants to add. Let me do the math here. So there's what twenty-six games left. So he wants to make it a thirty-one-game match winning streak. That sounds good. I mean, why not? Why not? I mean, it's <laughs> dare to dream big. All right. Well, Sergio, since you're already on your uh, your agent of chaos, uh, usual stuff, uh, what what is your takeaway from the week that was? Uh, my biggest takeaway is that uh, this defense is doing everything, including scoring goals. Uh, that that was kind of like. It, it was it was really funny to see this this game against Gagarin, which every goal was scored by a center back. Uh, which is just so quintessentially Italian football that, you know, I think even even the announcers were were making jokes about it in the in the Latin American feed. But uh, yeah, I mean, that, I think you know it, it, it speaks to, and I, we'll we'll get more into the game in in a minute. But it speaks to the the good form of play that this team, is, the the defenders of this team, the center back specifically of this team, have that. You know, they're still you know doing their their usual good job in in defense. You know, in, in the back of the line, but. There, they kind of are finding spaces even to score goals and to to be in that form. I think, especially the the goal from Bremer, you know, the, the goal by future national team captain Daniele Rugani, you know, was kind of a little bit, uh, you know, all over the place. But at least for Bremer, like that was a decisive, well taken, you know, header of a guy that's very clearly playing at the top of his game right now. So, you know, just just highlight that you know, extraordinary form that this this team's defense is currently on, that they're even scoring goals now. Yes, Daniele Rugani's goal being all over the place is certainly one way to describe it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, the, it's the polite way of, of mentioning Family-friendly show, people. Family <laughs> Chuck, your takeaway, my friend. Uh, my takeaway is that we keep this as a family-friendly show. <laughs> no, no. No, I, uh, I could. Uh, I, I mean, Rugani quite literally pointed out Pointed out his goal. Let's just say you can say it. He pointed to his junk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. his reproductive organs, uh, <laughs> as I would say it. Uh, in Is that how you most, keep it family friendly? I keep it the most scientifically and okay. biologically accurate 
way possible using uh, using that terminology. But yeah, no, uh, my takeaway is that, you know, it, it, it seems that since, uh, of course, Fajoli and Pogba ran into her, you know, respective issues that made makes them basically unavailable for the, you know, remainder of the season. Uh, and then with Tim, Tim Weah also being injured, then we have this issue in kind of central midfield slash right wing back, uh, kind of a shortage of really both positions, having essentially no traditional right wing backs uh, right now and just having, you know, being very thin in, in central midfield. And of course, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Adrien, Adrien Rabio was uh, suspended for this game. So, you know, we have, yeah, we really only had three senior uh, central midfielders uh, for this game. So, you know, that presented Allegri with an issue. Well, who do I play as my uh, third central midfielder and who do I play as my right wing back? And it came down to, you know, Cambiaso or McKenney for both, for either or position. And, you know, it seems like, uh, and this was kind of my takeaway, really, it's like, well, if you can't decide uh, which one to play on either the right or, you know, which one to play in the central midfielder position, just play them both at both positions at the same time, basically, because that's what ended up happening. <laughs> um, you know, I look at the uh, heat maps of both and their average position positions of both Gambiasso and McKenney, and they really just basically both played, they basically, they tag teamed the right wing back and right central midfield position. Yeah, because they really just are, yeah, they, they basically overlapped on the same uh, position. I think at times, you know, Cambiaso kind of played it in that, I guess, Metzala position. And then McKenney played uh, on right wing back. And then they just kind of switched throughout the game just constantly. And uh, yeah, I thought it was kind of a funny, yeah, I guess a funny choice. You know, it's like, it, yeah, it really does remind me of in life in general when, you know, you have two choices and you can't decide between both. And you just kind of end up, do, end up doing both <laughs> decisions it's like well i can't choose with between one or the other so i just i just want to have it both and uh, that's what allegri ended up doing you know again mckinney mckinney and cambiasso just kind of flip-flopped between uh, the two positions and i mean i suppose it worked it did leave locatelli pretty uh, exposed in the central midfield because you know his midfield partner to the right then would generally be kind of i don't know Again, either McKenny or Cambiasso kind of be switching between positions. So you'll be generally a little further away uh, from uh, Locatelli. And Miretti was playing in a pretty advanced position as well. So uh, it did leave Locatelli a little exposed. So, uh, yeah, that was interesting. An inter interesting tactical uh, decision by Allegri. Um, I wonder if it's sustainable going forward. Uh, I don't know. Does it provide you the defense defensive solidity that you want or does it leave Locatelli a little too exposed uh, in central midfield I don't know uh, so we'll see what happens and again this obviously uh, depends on when Wea comes back because then you'll have that right wing back uh, position plugged in again yeah I think a lot of this game was not great uh, obviously uh, as Sergio mentioned you know you're you're relying on two of your three center backs to to score the goals and not only score goals, but scoring from set pieces. So it's not like Juventus was all that effective from open play. They created chances. They didn't necessarily finish those chances. And it's just another one of those games kind of like last week where, you know, I'm, I'm left where it's like 
they just got the win. And honestly, I feel like this season, it's really, that's just the most important thing to me right now. It's like, yeah, perf- you know, style points would be great, but, you know, we saw them drop a lot of points the last couple of years against teams they shouldn't drop points against from these kind of situations where they're up a goal or two and then they allow a goal to either equalize or cut the lead in half and then all of a sudden they're either scrambling to get the lead back or they're scrambling to get the win and they and they can't hold on and it's just a situation for me where i feel like maybe last season they dropped points in this kind of game and now they've won it and for that i am happy as we've said many a times this season already would I like Max Allegri to be a little more expansive? Sure. But at the same time, I don't know if this team can really be all that expansive because let's face it, they they don't pass the ball all that well. You know, the goal against Fiorentina uh, as the outlier. <laughs> but, you know, it's just, I feel like in, in Sergio, we were, we were touching on this a little bit before we, we hit record here. You know, this this team definitely has its limitations and I feel like they're, you know, Max Allegri is kind of maximizing what this team does well and trying to maximizing. overcome what it doesn't do well. <laughs> nice little pun there. Thank you. Maximizing. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with that because, you know, the the one thing, and, and I will say this in kind of like two points, and, and we saw it a lot, I think, in this game and, and against Fiorentina as well, in the sense that this team does not miss Leo Bonucci. I've seen those tweets. I've seen those comments. They do not miss Leo Bonucci. They miss Danilo, and they miss him in the sense that while Rugani has been, I think, just as good, if not if not better defensively than, than Danilo, he is nowhere near as good as he is in, in kind of generating that outlet pass and generating that playing from the back. Like like you said, we were talking about it before, but they, they, they had some rough moments uh, playing out the back in this game and against Fiorentina as well. And I think that's where you you notice that, uh, you know, that that absence of, of Danilo there, especially with a guy like Manuel Locatelli, who continues to make strides and I think has been kind of like the unsung hero in this, uh, you know, best defense in the league, you know, type of type of thing that's happening. But he's not that, you know, Miralimpianic, Andrea Pirlo center midfielder that, that can dictate and rotate the ball and, and, you know, really help with those transitions. So I, I think that is where where this team is still is still lacking, right? With that being said, you know, they're still finding a way to win, which was, like you said, like they were not doing it. We saw this game last year a lot of times, but it usually ended with a draw or, you know, they, 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 or maybe they, that Cagliari goal uh, that they scored this time, you know, it, it comes in a nil-nil scoreline and they actually lose, right? Like we saw those games last year. This time that they're finding ways, they're finding ways to win. And, you know, you can say, like you said, like there's not a lot of style points there. It's not, you know, the most enjoyable style of play. But with the constraints that this team has in midfield, in, you know, players who can, you know, have that that rotation or have that, you know, that ease with the ball. It's just not a team that has a lot of those players, if any. So, when you look at the squad, when you look at the coach, even like how he likes to play, this is kind of like the best case scenario. Just a super, super, super defensively solid team, you know, that, that can find these sparks of brilliance that can be a, a counterattacking team. I, I think that's the ceiling for this team because they don't really have a midfield that can take possession of the ball and dominate the midfield. They, they just don't have it. They don't have the players. They, they don't have, you know, defenders who can kind of like 
make a make something out of nothing like you know a prime Leo Bonucci used to. Uh, they just don't have those players. So when you look at you look at it that way, the best case scenario for me is a team that is very very hard to score on. And that is going to produce just enough offense to to get by and to win and to get those hard-end points. And and I'm sorry, we're, but we're a third of the way into the season and this team is in first place. Provisionally, one game la- more than Inter. But still, they're in first place. So I, I think it's it's working. I think we might not, everyone might not like it, but you know the, the, the focus or the way of playing, at least so far, it, it's working well enough where it can... You know, it can show you that it can, it can maybe be sustainable. Yeah, and, and I want to go back to uh, something that Danny actually just mentioned uh, about just, you know, our style of play and just kind of sticking to what we're good at. And I mean, Sergio, you touched on it too, of course, because I think I, I remember correctly. I mean, I made a comment. I think it was a written comment, not not on the podcast. Yeah, I think it was a written comment just a, like a week or two ago about just, you know, me slash Juventini some Juventini feeling that like you know we have this attacking potential Juve has this attacking potential but it's being like underutilized in the team or Allegri is underutilizing it and by by playing this defensive you know style of play that we are just not maximizing our um, attacking strengths that we could be so much more uh, I don't know sexy attacking you know football <laughs> kind of um, but sexy huh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's still a family-friendly show. Don't worry. <laughs> but yeah, I think I'm kind of starting to um, to backtrack on that comment a little bit because you know the premise of that comment was that you know we we have this you know we have this attacking talent. We could be really attacking, and we could be yeah, just modern, more more proactive, and just we have the ability to be that if you know Allegri would release the shackles, uh, so to speak. But yeah, I mean, I, I guess I'm not so sure about that anymore. You know, looking at this Galeri game and just the last few games in general, I think maybe again we we have good attacking players. Obviously, obviously, you know, we have you know we have Vlaovic, we have uh, Chiesa, and you know, just uh, uh, I mean, Kostić is you know still still solid. I mean, still good good player when you know he returns. Fajoli as well. Also, just you know, Ealing Junior. Of course, we have very good attacking players, but. I think maybe our strength really is just in that defensive style of play. Like it, maybe we do maximize, or maybe Allegri is actually maximizing, you know, the team's resources by playing this more generally, you know, defense first and counterattacking style of play rather than this, uh, I don't know, Man City type of, you know, style of play or something like that. And yeah, I, I, I mean, I think we can all agree that we are just, our best thing really is defending. I mean, we are very good at it. Um, say for you know, last fifteen minutes or so of, uh, of this Galeri game, I was a little uh, uncharacteristically shaky, but got through it thankfully. And uh, shout out to, to that uh, Decena or Docena, 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 yeah, Docena it was. Um, yeah, really, uh, he had a really great game, and you know, bright, uh, bright prospect. So you know, hope he uh, hope he goes on to do some good things in the future. But yeah, maybe we just aren't as good at attacking as i as i would have liked to think we are or you know i think this is maybe the mistake that i made and and some other like you and Tini made just thinking that because there are so many other teams playing this you know modern uh, attacking football that just because they all are playing that way that we also have to play that way but i i mean 
it's obviously not the case. I think you should just play the way that maximizes your strengths, uh, minimizes your weaknesses. And at the moment, clearly our strengths are really in defense. Like I said, just those last 15 minutes uh, aside, we're a little shaky. I think it's just that I'm coming to the realization that we're maybe not as, you know, as swashbuckling attacking team as we, as I like to think that we are. I think we absolutely have the capacity to play good attacking football. We showed that in the first few games of the season. Showed that, you know, just in uh, that Fiorentina goal. That was uh, also a very good uh, goal last last weekend. But I think that's more just, I think that's more of a compliment to just our defense first, you know, style of play. So, uh, yeah, kind of a, an epiphany I'm having, I guess. Right in front of us. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really... You, uh, can, you can see the wheels in motion. Yeah. Even though it's an audio medium. <laughs> yeah, so this is a, a truly privileged moment. No, I, I think what you're saying is is very much, again, kind of where I'm thinking is like, okay, you know, as as nice and as, I guess, refreshing is is a good word to, to have with it, that, say, Juve coming out with that press against Udinese was a few months back to open the season. As much as you wonder how much this kind of, you know, Corto Musso scratch out one nothing wins right and left although this was technically not a one nothing win but you know how sustainable that is how sustainable is juventus playing with a high press because i feel like with this with a high press there's just not going to be that defensive sustainability as there is now knowing where juve's issues are knowing that you know they they might not necessarily have you know the best players to really kind of truly press as much as we we maybe would want them to, or hell, even half the time, I don't know. But it, it just feels like, you know, Max is just, as much as he's blamed for playing, you know, a, a super conservative style of play and all this stuff, it's like, look, he's got three defenders who are playing very well right now. He's got, you know, Manuel Locatelli playing very well right now, uh, even though he might not be, you know, the out-and-out regista that he was billed to be when he first was signed. You know, he's playing well as, you know, a defensive defensive kind of midfielder and other players around him, well, not everybody, they're playing well. And that's because they're locking things up on defense outside of the one goal today and they're getting the job done. So I don't know. It's just kind of like you, Chucks. It's like, okay, you know, as much as as much as we want kind of the more modern kind of thing, and as much as, you know, somebody like Federico Chiesa probably wants this team to play much a much more modern and up-tempo kind of game. Well, I I don't know. I just don't know if if this team can really do it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really, I think that's really the crux of it for me. Yep. Is, you know, one thing is about what you want the team to play or what you would like the, the team to be, and the other is what is realistic. And I think the best, considering the players that we have, considering the coach that we have, because at this point it's like, yeah, Max Allegri is, is the coach, and you know, maybe if if we're being managed by you know. Pep Guardiola, then we're talking about a different thing. But we're being coached by a guy that loves defense, that specializes in defense. We have a team that is honestly built more for that than anything else. The best form of Juventus or the, the team that gives you the best chance to win day in and day out is a team that is going to prioritize defense and, and, and you know, park the bus and, and find offense wherever it can find it. And we saw it today, right? Like we we saw it with, it was mostly counters. <laughs> it was mostly kind of like quick plays and set pieces. 
And that was enough. And that was enough to, to win. And that's, to me, the biggest difference from last year to this year is that very often last year, that wasn't enough. Like we were not getting enough offense to, to really be consistent or to make the approach of being super defensively sustainable. I think this year, for whatever reason, you know, more, uh, I, I saw a tweet by, uh, and I want to butcher her last name, I'm sorry, but by, by Mina Rusuki. I think I'm sorry. Ah, Chucks. Oh, go Mina. Chucks haven't heard go that Mina. name in a while. Chucks, <laughs> come on. Chucks' favorite. Uh, and it was <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, go this, Mina. That this team might not be great, but you know they're playing with an energy, with like an unity that we just hadn't seen before, and that that might be a reason why what they're doing offensively this year is kind of like enough that it wasn't last season. And and I think as long as the proof of concept remains that they can actually win and win a lot playing this way i just don't see the point anymore in being like oh i wish we were more offensive black yeah sure but like we're not going to be and right now it's working <laughs> so you know that proof of concept is definitely going to be challenged for next well after the international break when when they face inter but right now i think it's hard for me to make the case that we should be doing things differently when this team is top of the table yeah quote unquote provisionally Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I mean that that's that's the thing that is is really kind of confusing a little bit is like so much of the discourse is about the way that Juventus is playing. People fail to mention that, like you just said, Sergio, they're provisionally top of the table as we record this. So at worst, they are going to go into the international break with a chance with a win over Inter to be first place without that provisional tag. So it's kind of like as much as people hate the way that Allegri's playing. He's getting the results, and I feel like, you know, no matter how you get there, the result, and we learned this last season, the results are what matters the most. Yeah. Funny, in this in sports, winning matters, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Who knew? And, and And, you know, I think, well, I think two things. Um, first, I think, um, and I kind of mentioned this last week, but I think people's... Uh, People's bias is towards attacking football just because of the nature of the game. It's like you have to attack in order to win a game. And, you know, the point of, you know, playing football is to win, right? Like just in in the most purely technical sense, like of just, you know, the most theoretical sense of the of the of thinking is that, you know, you cannot defend your way to victory. Like if you just defend, technically, the most you would get will be nil-nil, right? But so and then that goes against us kind of the, I don't know the, the, the crux of the game the nature or the, the inherent kind of yeah nature of the game which is to win so I think that's why people tend towards attacking football but you know and I also mentioned this last week I, I think there does have to be some appreciation for defensive football just just because it is also part of the game I mean I think you cannot just appreciate attacking um, you also have to appreciate attack or uh, the defending <laughs> um, rather you know you it is a part of the game and it's difficult i mean defending is difficult 
I was talking to a Milan friend of mine, which, you know, he shouldn't be talking now. <laughs> after that, <laughs> caught after that ridiculous VAR, after that ridiculous VAR decision uh, with Lecce today, that was just so absurd <laughs> in the last minute for their, uh, for what would have been a Lecce victory. But anyway, go check it out if, uh, if you have some time. But anyway, he was, we were just going back and forth. And, you know, he, one of his arguments anyway was that attacking is more difficult than defending. Um, in football. And I mean, look, obviously this is all subjective, but I just don't think that's necessarily true. I think that, I mean, you can obviously argue, argue both ways, but I think there's very strong arguments to be made that defending is as difficult as, if not more difficult than attacking. Just, yeah, just because, I mean, defending is, you know, it's it's like the old goalkeeper joke, you know, you can do every, you can be 99% great for, you know, or for 99% of the game, you can be outstanding and then boom one mistake and that everybody forgets you know the preceding uh 99 it's the same thing with defending just in general you know you can be 100 concentrated for the vast majority of the game and then uh, it's that one slip it's that one you know slight miscommunication that results in a goal and you know that that's that's it so i think with attacking you can afford more mistakes because i think it's, it's it's an inherently more risk seeking kind of activity because yeah you have to take more risks to you know to score goals so i think people are more forgiving with like mistakes in attack rather than mistakes in defense and yeah i think that's why there's just you know more scrutiny on defending and and i don't know i, I think like i think his opinion uh my friend's opinion just about attacking being more difficult i think that is you know, I think a lot more people think that way, actually. And I think that's why teams like Juve get a lot of scrutiny about how, you know, the style of play that we that we play. Again, I mean, you know, I don't I don't enjoy it all the time, but I mean I appreciate the expertise that's necessary to, you know, really be a good defensive team. And, you know, like you both said, at this point, I think it's pretty clear that that is where our strengths lie. And we just have to maximize our strengths. That said, I think we have seen a season that at least we're capable of being more proactive. You know, we saw against Hellas and obviously those first few games of the season, but also last week against, or uh, sorry, not last week, uh, two weeks ago, I guess it was, against Hellas Verona, where, okay, sure, it was 96th minute, whatever it was, um, that we got the eventual goal. But I thought we played more proactive style of play that game and we really did just you know we took the game more to the opposition which sure it was Hellas Verona but I think that's the point it's like against lesser teams like Udinese Hellas Verona we're probably going to see you know a little bit more of that coming out of uh, out of our shell and and being more attacking and proactive but against teams like you know the Milans and even Fiorentina I mean okay they're in bad form but it's still i mean fiorentina will anytime they're playing juve they, they just hate us so so bitterly <laughs> that they'll just you know it'll be a world cup final for them yes so um against teams like that then it's yeah it is that more defense first but i'm encouraged by the fact that there is a little more diversity in our play that we are at least able to play a little more proactive football and, and to bring a game to the other team more but that generally we're defense first yeah, and I feel pretty safe in saying that Juventus probably should have scored more than two goals against Cagliari. I mean, you know, you just look at the the chances. I mean, they had 18 shots, and they didn't really put much. I mean, half of their 
shots on goals were the goals. So it's not like they were peppering the goal to begin with. But, you know, two goals against a team that has not been great outside of the last couple of weeks. Yeah, they should have they should have scored more. But I don't know. I mean, I overall, it's just like, you know, it, it's kind of just the same as we've been saying lately. Kind of the main theme is like, OK, they they got the job done. And again, I can't harp on it enough. Last season, the last two years, really, under Max, they dropped a lot of points against teams they shouldn't be dropping points against. And outside of one or two games this season, we can't really say that. And that's that's progress. I mean, we were probably sitting here 12 months ago going, oh, God, here we go again with the drop points against some random lower table team. Well, outside of Sassuolo, who turned out to be better than what they were or where they were in the table when Juve played them, and obviously we know the circumstances of how those goals happened, things in terms of results have been pretty pretty much the way you know you you hope them to be yeah and, and i think you both point out something very very important and i think that that wasn't happening last season and to me I, I always come back to those cursed matches against monza right when it was like <laughs> we are not even producing anything like this is a team that is 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 uh you know that that granted was better than expected you know they didn't get relegated but they were not you know a good team or a team that should be beating or, or or you know putting resistance to juventus and they were not putting shots on frame like it was, it was just symbolic like it was bad and i think that's where a lot of the criticism was is like yeah okay you defend great but you can't generate anything worth saving like in terms of offense and and you guys said it like against hellas against Cagliari, which are you know also bad teams like they are actually putting shots on frame they're actually generating offense i don't think they 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 retreated and, and were like super defensive like they were against the Fiorentina, which, you know, granted Fiorentina is, is not, you know, one of the greatest teams, but like Chuck said, like that's always a tough, a tough matchup. In fact, Juventus has a historically a negative record at Fiorentina. Like they they, they lose more than they win in that stadium, you know, regardless of form or, or you know, they lose more than they win at that stadium. So to me, when you look at it that way, it's like, okay. Essentially, what Max Levy, what Juventus is doing is, this is a team that we should beat. This is a bad team. Let's go and let's actually generate offense and let's actually generate shots. And I, I didn't think that their offense today was anemic in any way, shape, or form. They were generating chances. They were just kind of flubbing a lot of them. And, you know, that first uh, touch, you know, lacking. And, and you know, th- th- that to me is, I think, where this team needs to improve. And that is, you know... If you're going to be a team that doesn't generate a ton of chances, which I'm fine with, you cannot afford to also be really wasteful with those chances. And I think this is a team that's very wasteful. That's not a very clinical team. Uh, and, and to me, that's that's where the improvement has to be. At this point, to, to say like, oh, we should be more offensive. We're not going to be. We're not going to be that team. That doesn't mean that we can't be a successful team. Because I do believe that this team can be very successful, can challenge for silverware, can beat really, really good teams playing this way only if they improve in those little aspects, only if they become more clinical with their chances, if they learn how to work transitions better from defense to offense. That's just asking them to improve in the things that they're already doing, right? Like the system that's already put in place, they need to improve those, those, you know, those fine points. But they can win with the, the way they're playing. They're, they're showing it. They're first in the table. I mean, that we're you know third of the way into the season. Nine wins, two draws, and one loss. And that loss, you know, 
I mean, it's a loss, but we all know the circumstances and the kind of like, you know, shambolic nature of, of, of that defeat. So, you know, I, I just don't buy the argument that this can't work. This is working. Like this team is leading the table, only one loss, nine wins. That's, you know, that's honestly really, really good. So to me, it's more about how we can make this system that is currently working just work better. You know, let's be a much more proactive, I'm sorry, not proactive, but just much more effective counterattacking team. And I think to me, that's the question that Max Allegri has to has to find and, and has to really kind of unlock for this team to really, really, you know, for me to be a, a legitimately title contender. If they become a lot better in those transitions, you know, the, the, the rough first touches, there was a, a moment with Kiesa uh, just serving it up a platter for Moise Keen, just oh. a beautiful pass. Oh. And he just has the roughest first touch and just wastes <laughs> the chance. Like, you know, if, if you have players you know, that can generate offense, even when given a few chances, but you have to finish them. So to me, that's where Juventus needs to improve. They're not going to improve in, in the sense like, be more proactive, be more offensive. They're not going to do it. They're not that team. Like at this point, we know that. That doesn't mean that we can't be a successful team, that we can't be a, a title contending team. You guys can both see it, but man, just thinking back to that pass from Chiesa to Keen, just like, it was such a beautiful ball. It's just like that first touch. Oh man yeah, and i mean you, you look you look at it too and it's like he himself had a couple of chances that went that went just wide keen had i think one or two chances outside of the one we just mentioned that were either wide or were saved Tombi also absolutely skied a couple of really good chances right at the top of the box so it's it's not like they weren't generating thing it's not like we look at this and it's a 2-1 win and they attempted eight shots no they attempted nearly 20 shots they just against a keeper who was very much hyped what almost a decade ago and now is kind of you know tr- trundling between the the Serie A lower levels and the the Serie B uh promotion hopefuls uh in Simone Scuffet you know you look and you know he's not that great of a keeper you want to put shots against that kind of keeper i mean against any keeper really but especially that kind of keeper and unfortunately those chances they created outside of a few they just they just couldn't put it on frame and that's I mean that's why it took until Bremer's header to uh to break the deadlock. Yeah, and, and I want to emphasize something that Sergio said, which is that you know I think the frustration from last season was that uh, not necessarily from the defensive side of the team, but it was that we were defensive and so barely capable of attacking. <laughs> you know, I think that's the main difference from last season to this season that. We are still, I mean, very solid defensively, but we have more of an attacking ability. At least we're, like you said, creating more chances and just just more of an intent to actually score and, you know, actually play the game. I think that was the really, you know, the main frustration from last season. It was so like we were just defending and that, that like, I mean, that was it. You know, at least now we're, sure, defense first and defending mostly, but still capable of generating decent decent to just good chances every game and then scoring you know just a good number of uh number of goals uh in general i mean i think we're like uh if i can check very quickly uh, i think we're actually pretty all right in terms of the goal scored category uh we are joint fifth for goals most goals scored in the league with atalanta 
who yeah, are traditionally admi- seen. Admit you know, it, though, Chucks. You wanted to see uh, from one international break to the other, nothing but one nothing wins, right? Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> I probably shouldn't say that. I mean, you know, hey, why not? You know, I know it, it, it's kind of a sick, maniacal kind of thing that would bring that second maniacal kind of smile from Max Allegri, but it is kind of funny in a way. It would have been funny. I would have got kind of some weird amusement out of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But, you know, I'm like, we're not terrible at scoring goals, apparently. You know, like I said, we are, yeah, joint fifth, uh, you know, tied with a traditionally uh, pretty gung-ho attacking team, Atalanta. Only one below AC Milan, only three from Roma, and only five from Napoli, and then eight from Milan, which or Inter, uh, which obviously is a little more. But you know, we're like scoring a decent number of goals. I mean, not you know, not that's not terrible at all. I mean, definitely not. You know, it's not only one nil wins. <laughs> Let's just say it like that. That's uh, like I said. That's really the big, uh, the big difference from last season. Uh, can we talk about one thing before we get to the Twitter questions, gentlemen? We can talk sure. about all the things you like. <laughs> can we talk about how good of a season Bremer's having? Yes. Although yes. today he only had three clearances, so I feel like he was slacking today compared to last week. Yeah, just freeloading. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think I wrote about it in, in last week's graph back. Like, I, I, think, I think he's an upgrade over Matthijs Lick. I really do. Like, he... And and I loved Matthijs Licht, and and you know I, I wrote about it like I I thought he was really good, but I don't you remember ever seeing. I bought the jersey, like I did the whole thing. I and bought the jersey too. We, we all we all bought into it, and it wasn't Matthijs Licht's fault. Like he was really good, really good. But I I honestly don't remember a stretch of of play in which the Licht looked as dominating as, as Bremer is looking this season, like this season specifically. He's been the best defender in the league, I think. Like he's been really, really, really good, and and fewer handballs, <laughs> zero yes. handballs. Yeah, that's important too. Uh, which was always one of those things that I just I, I never put blame in the lick. They always seem to be like super. I mean, just like random chances, and they always <laughs> seem to find them. Uh, but you know, he he's been just an absolute rock defensively, just steady as steady comes, and and a big big part of why this team is is so good defensively has been his is standout play. Like ever since they shifted to a three man back line, he's been just as good as advertised, if not better. Like to me, the best defender in the league this year by like, and it's not close. Like, I think this, this has been a, a revelation for me to, to see him become this, this type of player. And, you know, apparently his renewal is either, you know, very close to being done or already done. Yeah. 2028. So to me, that's, that's just, you know, more good news. Uh, you know, Juventus has always been about defense. Like that's always been the, the their identity, and I think they found kind of like the 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 hair to, you know, the the Chiellini, Bonucci, Barzagli generation. Like I think they they found him. Like I think he's going to be the guy that kind of carries that banner, that banner forward, and and you know, very well deserved the, the contra extension because he's playing like one of the best defenders in in the world. I mean, I really have nothing to add. I mean, that's yeah. Are you going to stand for all this slander of a of a Dutchman? No, I'm kidding. There's no. <laughs> no, I'd say, man, he ain't one of us anymore. So uh, no, no, I. Uh, you Let know, him have still it. Like, I still like the lift, obviously, but uh, yeah, I mean, he's only when he wears fine. a certain jersey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, also, I mean, for the national team, he's uh, he's not been a 
certain fixture really for for the national team neither with van Gaal or uh nor with uh kuman right now yeah it's it's ver it's virgin uh who else starting in the middle um okay mostly i'd say yeah is okay that, and, is um, that is primarily bias well, yeah yeah i mean aren't we all <laughs> aren't we all um yeah i mean okay and uh here and um oh the one ah well i forget his name anyway here as well he's uh oh they just got picked too i should really remember that but anyway um yeah no i i you know echo the praise for bremer and um and also for mckinney by the way yes hunter pointed it out in his article but you know quietly becoming a very very crucial part of the team especially just without thin the midfield is so uh yeah well done to both of them it was early on against Cagliari today where it was obviously you know you have much more energy than say in the 85th minute but it was off a Juve corner uh it was cleared out and Cagliari went on the counter-attack and Weston McKinney at full speed just end to end won the ball back and it's like whoa that kind of just shows you like the player that McKinney is I mean he's we obviously saw it against Fiorentina, just the, the amount of defensive work he's willing to put in. But you don't see many players in a Juventus jersey able to do that from one end of the field to the other and keep up with, um, I feel like it was one either one of their midfielders or one of their forwards. So, I mean, that and, and Bremer had one of, one of those two, I think, later on in the second half. He had one of those kind of from midfield sprints to catch i think it was lapadula or somebody else um and and shut down a counter i mean that i mean both of them were impressive but mckinney that one was like that that stands out as uh you know one of kind of the more memorable individual moments from from this one 100 yeah all right shall we get to a, a couple of questions to wrap things up gentlemen let's do it all right well actually the first one i i said their twitter question the first one will be coming from an instagram follower from where did it go? I lost it. There it is. Um, from at Yori22. Remember that name there, Chuckster. Uh, <laughs> the attack continues to be anemic. Who can be added to help out? Hoop miners, Samarjic, Barardi. <laughs> and for the record, uh, Yori says that his uh longtime reader, former writer actually on the blog for, for a year, Yori, uh, he says that his vote is for Coop Miners. Which Atalanta yeah. will be asking a whole lot of money for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, Cope Miners, I mean, he, he solves two problems. I mean, our midfield issue, uh, just because, I mean, he really is a midfielder. He's a more offensive midfielder, but he's a midfielder. So it would solve two problems, just the kind of, yeah, thinness in central midfield and, you know, some more attacking presence. I mean, I think he's a great shout and just physical. I mean, the guy's big, man. I mean, he thought the lift was big. <laughs> Goat Miners is, uh, yeah, he's a big, big lad. Are you praising him simply because he's Dutch? Oh, you know, I'm a man of all people. I'm, you know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, look at my background. I'm uh, of a Nigerian family, but then grew up in in the Netherlands. I don't know what the hell I am. <laughs> really, my citizenship. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm Dutch. I don't know. Just, I don't know. To Dutch people, I'm sort of Dutch. And then, anyway, that's completely unrelated but yeah Cope Miners I, I yeah I would second that wouldn't come cheap again but I I also commend him just for you know I mean he left the Dutch league he left uh, I think it was Azet Alkmaar and then went straight to Atalanta and you know I mean took a few months but got straight into action and just really became a you know solid player for Atalanta 
it didn't take him long at all to to uh get used to life in uh in such a well such a different league from the dutch league to the italian league so just for that alone i mean i think that's you know very commendable but yeah i mean i would say uh, probably a more yeah a player like goat miners i wouldn't i wouldn't go for a striker i don't i don't really see the point yeah see the point wingers either i mean i think we have enough wingers yes especially if three five two is the way exactly exactly yeah so yeah i mean i'll say either a central midfielder like goat miners or a right wing back maybe like a more attacking tim Weah, maybe or i, I don't know I, but I, I would i would go for like a central attacking central midfielder ish players just to solve the attacking problem that he said a more attacking tim way is that a healthy tim way yeah yeah that, that too <laughs> that too <laughs> but you know he needs backup too <laughs> yeah to, to me i mean i think he i agree with chucks he's a very talented guy very talented player but you know but for me the question is exactly like if we remain in this three five two and, and, and our identity kind of remains the same you know i don't really know how you fit that guy without kind of you know sacrificing a lot of what he does well right like i mean uh do you slot him as a, as a central midfielder and move locatelli from there that that's something that you know allegri kind of has you know he, he really likes locatelli in that central midfielder position obviously so i think it would have to be something like that or or, or do you just go like like uh like chuck said like do you slot him in, in like as a right midfielder instead of like say ravio if ravio doesn't renew next season like the, the whole thing just kind of like if we remain playing this way while I think he's a very talented player, I don't really know where he fits and if we would be making the best use of, of his talents, to be quite honest. You know, I think you'd have to change a few things around, which I'm not opposed to, but I don't know if, if that's kind of like what what they want to do moving forward. You know, I, I think that's, I think we've done Juventus, or at least the previous regime has done that a lot, in which they just bring in talented guys and they just don't really have a, an idea of how to put them in the lineup of what, or what to do with them. And you're usually just kind of like, sl- like playing guys out of position or doing thing- weird things to kind of like make them fit or make them work. To me, that this signing would be kind of be like that. If we decide to continue playing that 3-5-2 and make no real changes, bringing him in would be another move like that in which it is bringing a talented player, yes, but it is not, that is not necessarily built to play the way that we're playing right now. That this obviously changes if they suddenly decide that they want to play differently, but you know that that would be my opinion for for right now. Yeah, it's kind of kind of that thing where it's like, would signing the player be the reason why it's allowing you to play differently, or are you signing the player just because you want the player and you're not necessarily willing to adjust to adjust your style of play? I guess I don't know if I said that or or you guys actually know what I'm saying, but. I tried to explain. Yeah, I know. You got there. You got there. Okay, good. I'm tired. All right. Next question here from at Miguel Garza 85. What do you think is wrong with Dusan? Is it Allegri's system at this rate? His value keeps deflating. That's, that's super interesting because that, that's something that I actually wanted to to talk about. And it kind of comes to me with, with, uh, it's related to Moiskeen, I think. Who was the October MVP player of the month without, without scoring actually a scoring a goal? Yeah, <laughs> like that was just, uh, and, and nobody argued that because like he was actually really good. Like he was legitimately really good. And, you know, we don't have to go over the fact that, you know, VAR screwed him over uh, two legitimate goals. But, you know, I think just Keen is in a very good 
good run of form. And I think Allegri is kind of like rewarding that. Uh, but it was still kind of interesting to see Dusan be back on the bench again. And I know he he was getting back from a little knock, but still, like you, you would expect him to be leading the line now that he at least looks or, or all the reports are that, that he's fully fit again. Uh, I think this was more about rewarding Keane's, you know, great run of form, you know, more than anything else. But it, it is interesting to see that, you know, he's not, you know, I, I don't know if he's a, a surefire starter all the time. And then, you know, obviously, like I said, like everything is a little bit more, bit more murky with Keane playing so well. But I think, you know, again, like, I don't want to wipe the white flag on Dusan and be like, no, he's not, he's not going to pan out here. But he was another one of those guys in which they were like, hey, we need a striker. Let's bring in a striker. And then we just don't really know what to do with him. Because for the way the team is playing right now, it's, to me, Moiski needs a better fit for, for the way that we're yeah. playing right now, which is counterattacking, you know, fast, quick transitions. He is very good at that. Dusan Blahovic is less good than, than him at doing that. So it's weird to me. Like, I don't know what they're going to do with him because we all know he's talented. We all know he, he can play, but the team just currently is not playing in a way that kind of suits his his skill and, and his, his, best, his best attributes. So it's, you know, it's confusing. It's weird. I don't know what they're going to do with him. If this continues, it wouldn't shock me if, you know, if they look to move on from him next season, but I, I'm still far from that. I think, I think they, they still, you know, I think this was at least today was a bit more about rewarding Moise for, for his, you know, great run of play rather than, you know, making a case that he's going to be the main striker moving forward. At least that's where, where I am at right now. If this continues, if we see November, uh, well, not a great example because we have the international break, but if, if you see two, three more games, in which Blahovic is relegated to the bench and, and Keane is making starts, I think that's where I would start, you know, asking questions like what what's going to happen with this guy? Yeah, I was going to say, if it lingers into both the inner game and beyond into December, then you can probably start going, okay, you know, what's, what's going on here? But yeah, I think this is definitely a case of mostly Max Allegri just trying to play the hot hand and be like, okay, Moise, you know, you played well, you deserve more goals than no goals over the last month. You know, here you go. You get another start, but we'll see. This is definitely, I feel like this is definitely something that you don't want to become a, see become a problem, but knowing that Vlaovic is one of your highest paid players and obviously for the transfer fee he arrived for, it could become a problem if it continues on another few weeks after the international break. I mean, I, I will point out, and I mean, I echo Sergio's thoughts. Uh, just one thing to add. I mean, let's not forget that uh, Vlaovic was injured for quite some time. Yes, or, of course. You know, quite a few weeks. And I think that probably has something to do with it anyway. And I mean, he, he obviously had a great start to the season and then got injured. And I think that's just been his return from injuries has been, you know, tough and kind of had niggling. Yeah, especially knowing how his health has been the last, what, year and a half, probably by now. You yeah. can't. you. I mean, knowing that Keane is playing well, you can't necessarily blame Allegri for slow playing a reintroduction into the lineup for Vlaovic, right? Uh Yeah, yeah. There's no real need to risk him, I guess, given, yeah, given Keane's form. So, yeah. But hopefully once his fitness injury, sorry, once his fitness issues are resolved definitively, then 
I think then we'll you can you know reassess and yeah see what's going on. All right, gents. Since we spend a good portion of this podcast talking about uh, what Juventus has done well and the formation they're playing, working and continues to work from at Juve underscore Sergio, no association with our Sergio. <laughs> Could we play in a four four three or four three three? Sorry. Yeah, give me a four four three. Yeah, eleven. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, there you twelve go. players. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> might have felt how Fiorentina was felt last <laughs> week playing against twelve yeah. guys. Yeah, could we play a four three three? Yes, theoretically. Uh, <laughs> I mean, obviously, I guess I'll just think about what 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 that means for how we're playing now versus to, how we. Play. I guess also you need everybody to be healthy for a four three three. Yeah, 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 and not everybody's the, healthy. I think the crucial thing is the fact that we. I mean, we have full, sorry, we have wing backs. We don't really have full backs right now. I mean, yeah, Alexandro Danilo. <laughs> at, this, at this point, the one full back is playing as a center back. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I guess Gatti could sort of be right back. I don't know. And you or, would love that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Marauding <laughs> runs forward. <laughs> I don't know how much defending you were doing, but he'd certainly love to attack. No, indeed. 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 So I think that is the main problem. Um, just our lack of, um, yeah, lack of like traditional fullbacks. Again, Danilo and and Alexander would be the only ones I, I really would think of. But yeah, again, Alexander, we've all aired our grievances about him. And Danilo, I feel like he's just better as that as a center back, which is funny given that he played most of his time really as a fullback. I remember at Real Madrid and City actually. So quite a transition there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I think that's yeah, that's the main problem. Like, you know, our our players on the wings right now. I mean, our Cambiaso, um, I mean, Wea, he's injured, but you know, Wea has sort of McKenny, I guess, and of course Kostic and yeah, Ailing Junior, I guess as well. So, would I be comfortable seeing any of those at a fullback position? I mean, Cambiaso and Kostic, I guess, but I feel like Kostic is probably too attacking to play in that no, position. So I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't feel comfortable with him at fullback. Yeah, yeah. So I think that that is the problem. That's that kind of prohibits us playing a four three three. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I think four three. I mean, I mean, I think you can play whatever formation you want. You can, uh, but should you? And I don't think that Juventus should. I think you're just giving up what has made you successful this season, which is that defensive stability. That you know that three man back line, which has been nails. Uh, this year and you're just kind of like giving that up for you know in in theory more offensive firepower right but even so you know it, it's again like Kostic as a as a straight out winger instead of a of a wing back which we we saw last season like he can do not his best position or not his natural position or giving more time to Ealing Jr. which he's very good and and I think and I was glad to see him get more runtime against Cagliari but I, I just don't think that what you lose in the defensive part of, of the game is worth it for whatever incremental gains you could get from from being a bit more offensive minded. So I, I just don't think at this point is worth it. I don't think you have the, the the personnel to really make make that change worth it. And I think it all comes down to who do you feel comfortable playing fullback? And when the answer is no one, then I think that just kind of shelves the shelves the idea outright. Can I leave you guys with a quote from Claudio Ranieri that I just saw cross over the Twitter machine? 
please. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting eager and suspicion. All right. Claudio Ranieri in his post-mass press conference after losing to Juventus. We coaches are the biggest liars in the world. Allegri rightly says that the objective of, of Juventus is fourth place, but this Juve will fight to win the Scudetto. So on that yep. note, we'll uh, thank you guys for all the Twitter questions. We always appreciate them. Uh, if you want to follow us there, feel free to do so at Juventus Nation. Follow the Fans First Sports Network at FansFirstSN, FansFirstSports.com for all of the podcasts around the network, uh, whether it is NBA, baseball, NFL, all that good stuff. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting platform, whether it is Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Give us a nice five-star rating and review. So on that note, for Chucks, for Sergio, for Sam, for producer Couch, there you go, got through it, saying it all out of order. This is Danny saying thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you guys. No midweek episode with the international break, so we'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs>